Welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today, we are speaking with Sam Houston, Bearcats running back, and former Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets quarterback, Jordan Yates. Jordan, we appreciate the time this evening. Yeah, of course. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, absolutely. So with the season being less than two months away, you know, provide us an update about what you've been doing to, you know, prepare yourself for the 2023 season. Um, well, of course, you know, we've been having, you know, mandatory team workouts uh, starting back in June 1st. Um, we would lift, we lift uh, three days a week and run, you know, condition, speed and agility twice a week. Um, now that we're in the month of July, we go uh, four days a week. We uh, run and lift every day, and that's just for you know mandatory team stuff. And then besides that, I've just been, you know, working on my own. Um, you know, trying to get faster, trying to get better agility, better with my routes, things like that. Just uh, putting work on my own and with trainers and extra stuff with my teammates. Now you're gonna be switching to a new position as a running back. You know, talk to us about the maybe drills or just kind of mindset of being in a different position. It's still still on the offensive side of the ball, but you're having to do a much more different role than what you were at quarterback. Oh uh, yeah, right. Um, you know, playing playing running back, playing a little bit of slot, kind of just really in the athlete role, really. Um, but I mean, the mindset is, uh, uh, you know, it's a lot different than quarterback. Obviously, you're. A way more physical um you know every play you're pretty much going to hit somebody which is you know not what i'm used to practice you're getting you're getting hit you're hitting people which um in a way it's it's fun though you know like as a quarterback you don't really get to kind of play football the same way you used to playing football growing up you know you're kind of kind of sheltered back there you're a little protected um so it's kind of it's fun being in the mix um you know being able to do different things feels like i'm playing football like i was back in middle school back in elementary school um could you say the second part of your question again yeah i mean talk just talk about that adjustment you know what went into making that transition into switching from quarterback to a running back um well you know i got hurt last season um i want to say it was game three i got hurt and put me out for the season because you know we had a we had a shorter season that i only had nine games um, so I just decided to medical redshirt and take that year and, you know, just being hurt and just kind of being, just gave me some time to think. And I just felt like not only me, my family felt like it may be in my best interest as far as going to the next level to make that switch with my, uh, my few years, uh, I have left remaining. How much experience did you have at the running back position? the high school level or when you were playing, you know, as a, as a younger kid? Uh, I've been the quarterback since seventh grade for my team from seventh grade up to last year. I've been playing quarterback uh, fifth and sixth grade. I was kind of just, I guess what I'm doing now, athlete, I'd be at quarterback. I'd be at running back, be receiver. Um, so it's been a while, but I mean, thankfully it, that stuff comes back kind of quick. Right. You were at Georgia Tech for three years, and you ultimately graduated in 2022. When your eligibility ran out for the Yellow Jackets, you know what was your initial plan 
at the time? Um, so, I mean, my plan at the time, I guess a little bit before that exact time, my plan was to graduate as quickly as possible so I can try to grad transfer and give myself a better opportunity elsewhere. Um, but I mean, at the time of transferring, I planned on going somewhere and being that starting quarterback, which ultimately I was here at Sam. But, you know, uh, things things happen. God works in mysterious ways. Um, of course, the injury that I had at the time looked, seemed like the worst thing ever. But, you know, the way things have shaken out, I'm really glad to be in the position I'm in. It was highlighted in um, a video that was on that was on YouTube. It's made some rounds around social media. You know, I'm talking about kind of your last game at Georgia Tech that you played in 2021. You played against Georgia's defense in uh, your home stadium. That Georgia defense in 2021 was viewed as you know one of the best defenses of college football, especially statistically. You know, I want to kind of get your uh, opinion on playing that defense and what it felt like playing them and maybe the preparation going into that. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was, it's one of the best college defenses ever. Um, you know, they're very, very athletic, obviously, you know, fast, they're big, they got really, you know, they got really highly recruited players. Um, but there's a really sound defense also. Uh, they didn't throw too much at you as far as different fronts, different coverages. They were pretty, pretty vanilla in that term, but because they're so talented, because they're also very disciplined, very well coached, um, they just made it tough, really tough on offenses. I mean, you saw that not just our game, you saw that throughout the year. You saw that this past year as well. With you growing up in Georgia, did you have, like, what was your kind of opinion on Georgia, like the the program when you were uh, a, a student and then just as a kid? Uh, I mean, just as a kid, Georgia wasn't, at least when I was in elementary, middle school, Georgia really wasn't great. I mean, they were they were in the SEC, obviously. They were just kind of middle of the road and mm, middle of the road may not be the way to put it, but they're kind of like how Auburn is now, you know, haven't really, hadn't done anything in a while. Um, so, I mean, I was never a Georgia fan. Not, I didn't dislike Georgia. I just kind of was indifferent about them. And I also wouldn't say I was really much of a Georgia Tech fan either, but um, I definitely had some friends and some coaches who were diehard uh UGA fans and they were they would let you know about it for sure I think one of the the clips that you talked about on on social media about playing Georgia you had like a seven eight yard run and then you like got up and you acted like that you were him like you got that huge run <laughs> so talk a little bit about like having that eight yard scramble against that defense yeah, I mean, I didn't really – when I got up, I didn't actually do anything, like, to show that. I was just, like – in my head, though, I was like, okay, that was a play. Like, I, f- I feel good about that. We needed that first down. It was, like, third and, third and four, third and six, maybe, something like that. So, I'm like, all right, like, I'm feeling pretty good. Like, let's get this thing going. I don't know what the score was at the time, so I definitely didn't, you know, do any first down, any celebrations like that. But I definitely was feeling good about starting to get something going that game. At least it felt like. Absolutely. Against Northern Arizona last year, I would assume that you remember this moment. Um, against Northern Arizona, you threw a pass that was intended for a receiver. It went right off a ref's head hmm. and was an interception. 
the play ended up being like on a YouTube video. Like, just talk to me about that. And is that is that something that you can look at as a like a funny moment back in your you know uh, college football uh, career, like five years from now? Nah, most definitely. I actually didn't know that video. That video had went anywhere. Anybody had seen that play, but it was just like the way that game was going. That play just like perfectly described how that game went. Like nothing was going our way. Like I was looking to my left, going through my progression. My progression took me to this guy who was wide open actually, um, and I threw it just kind of off instinct. And the ref just kind of stood there and like he like tried to move out the way, but he like kind of like put his like shoulder up and the ball just popped up. And I want to say a D lineman had turned around and caught it. And I was like, of course, the way it was an ugly game, offense wasn't clicking. Finally, he's getting a drive. I think we had driven from our own 20 down into the red zone and it ended like that. It's just like, it's just something you got to laugh at. You can't really do anything about that. For a, for a quarterback, you think those are just kind of the worst interceptions that you end up throwing is just those ones that end up bouncing the wrong way oh yeah no doubt i mean that one specifically has hit the ref like never seen that before like never seen that before <laughs> but i've heard peyton manning say before he thinks tip ball shouldn't count as interceptions and i agree because like at that point it's out of your control what do you think they should count it as i don't know <laughs> the turnover just the turnover but don't put it on the quarterback Especially if it's like a drop. Like if it's like a drop and it's tipped up or, or the ref, I'd say that's not too much in the quarterback. Those definitely can be frustrating, I can imagine, for you. Like you throw it to a receiver, he's wide open, it goes off his helmet, goes off his chest, and then a, a DB or a safety catch it and they return it either for like a touchdown or, you know, a, a, a large gain. And it's all charted at, at the at, as the quarterback. Yeah, that's just what, you know, quarterbacks get all the praise. They also get all the blame, too. So that just comes with the position. Yeah, is that – speaking of that, is is that maybe something that you're you – know, now that you're a running back, you won't have to deal with that potential uh, stat that kind of associates with your position. Are you kind of happy that you don't have to worry about that? Uh, I mean, it's it's whatever. I was – I knew what came with the position. I knew what it was. It's just – just a different situation now, but no, nah, I, I don't, it's not too much of a big deal though. It's not really something I thought about. Right. So NIL is a big thing that's been going on, especially for college athletes like yourself. They're trying to put their name out there, increase their brand. <laughs> Back in 2021, you actually signed a NIL deal with the Atlanta Braves yeah. Talk about that unique moment and how that ended up happening. Uh, yeah, that was that was a really cool moment, honestly. Um, it was around the time when NIL was really new. I think it was, you know, right when it – I think it was July 21 is when the whole NIL was, I guess, legal at the time. But I remember they had posted something like, hey, we're looking for a brand ambassador, college athlete, you know, tag who you uh, – tag who you think should represent us. Couple of my friends tagged me, maybe some other people tagged me, but I really didn't. I didn't think anything of it. Actually, I don't even know if I really saw that many people tag me. But um, yeah, one day I uh, was just scrolling Instagram. I think it was after workouts, and I saw the Braves started following me on Instagram. I was like, like what? 
So I looked at it and I looked at my message requests and the Braves were in there basically like, or somebody from the Braves account was in there and basically, you know, told me what the deal was. And then we got connected from there and, uh, yeah, I got the deal going, but it was a really, really cool opportunity. Did that kind of spawn off some other NIL deals to come your way in the, you know, for you the past year or so? Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I definitely nothing as big as the Braves, but definitely some smaller companies, you know, um, reaching out, wanted to do partnerships or whatnot. So I'm, I'm sure some of those definitely came from uh, being with the Braves. Yeah, Sam's wearing a Braves hat. <laughs> I know, I noticed that. Yeah, coincidence for sure. But uh, so uh, transferring from a school in your home state to a different state, how difficult was it to leave your home state of Georgia? Um, you know, I'd say at first it was a little difficult, but um, you know, I think it was kind of it was it was good. Like I liked I like experiencing a new place. I mean, I grew up. 25 minutes outside of campus. I had been to Georgia Tech's campus plenty of times. My uh, grandma actually worked there my whole life and still works there. So, like, I had, I was super familiar with Atlanta, Midtown, all that. Um, so, just getting somewhere else and experiencing a new area was just honestly really nice. I definitely, you know, missed Georgia at first, but it's cool to experience a new place. And I think, I think it's something that's definitely good for, you know, college athletes to go out of state. And, you know, just kind of get to grow up, really. How did the uh, how does the traffic in Texas compare to uh, Atlanta traffic? Atlanta traffic is is hard to beat. I mean, there's traffic at all times of the day for no reason, whether it's a wreck or not. It's just it's just traffic. At least where I'm at, it's not too bad uh, out in Huntsville. Um, you get a little closer to Houston. It can get bad, but no, nothing compares to Atlanta traffic. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you, you went to uh, Sam Houston, which is a mid-major from a Power 5 program like Georgia Tech. Talk about the difference between competing on a mid-major versus a Power 5. Um, I would say at least um, for on-the-field differences, I would say size is probably the only difference, I would say. Um, I think the talent level is right there. You know, guys are just as fast. Guys are just as strong. Like, there's no differences coming from one weight room to another. Skill level wasn't a drop-off. It's just, like, you may get a little more size the higher levels you go up in college football. What are, what are What's the, like, practice like at Sam Houston compared to Georgia Tech? Is it about the same or just a little bit different? I think college football is hard wherever you go, whether it's yeah. Power 5, whether it's JUCO, whether it's D3. College football is work. College football is a job for sure. So, yeah, it's work. I mean, it's work. It's a little bit different out here because we're in that Texas heat, which is nothing I ever experienced before. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I thought Georgia was hot. I thought Atlanta was hot, but it does not compare to how it is here. Oh, absolutely. Um, so going into the uh, 2023 uh, college football season, what are some expectations you have as a team this year? You know, I'm always the wrong person to ask about expectations because my expectations are always to win every game. That may not be the the reasonable or, you know, analytical answer that you may get from other people. But, I mean, we want to come into Conference USA um, 
and come into FBS football and, you know, dominate from the jump and, you know, show that we belong. And we're really confident that we can do that. We think we have the players. Um, we've had a really good offseason and our team's just building in the right direction. So we're really excited for uh, fall camp to get mm -hmm. that going. Uh, what are some expectations you have uh, individually on the field? Uh, individually, um, you know, it's a lot different, obviously, at a new position. But I just want to contribute however I can, um, whether that's running back, receiver, uh, helping out the team on special teams. You know, I just want to be just kind of like be really versatile for our team and, you know, be able to lead, lead, you know, me being in my fifth year. Um, I've, I've been through a lot of big games, a lot of – games in general so just using that experience to help us keep elevating uh throughout your uh college football career what are some of the best uh venues you've gotten to play in what are some of your favorites i'd say at the top is probably clemson clemson was uh i think that was our third game uh in 2021 played at clemson and we had played uh actually my first ever game i didn't play but i dressed uh, we played Clemson when they were the defending national champs, and they were bringing back Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, all of them. And that was, like, probably the loudest. That was the loudest stadium I've ever been in, for sure. It was a night game, too. Death Valley it definitely lived up to all the hype. But besides Clemson, A&M was cool. A&M got rained out. Um, so, you know, the crowd was there for a little bit, but then kind of dispersed after the rain delay. Uh, Notre Dame was really cool, just uh, just the history behind the stadium, you know, like seeing Touchdown Jesus after, you know, watching Rudy, like just seeing that stadium in person. And they played they played against Georgia Tech in the movie, too, which was cool. So it, yeah. was, just, it was a it was just a cool experience being there. And then probably those are probably the top three right there. I never had to play at Virginia Tech. That's one I wanted to go to. But we uh, they came to us both times we played them. I went. I've been. To, I went to uh, Kyle Field last year to see a oh, game, yeah. and that's a pretty cool stadium. Definitely, that's a really cool stadium for sure. They get loud in there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, any advice to those uh, chasing a dream? Just keep going. Um, just keep going. Keep God first, um, and realize that it's not going to be easy. I know it's kind of a cliche thing to say, but. I think a lot of times uh, kids or people chasing a dream see the people who are already at their destination or where they want to be, and they think uh, that it was easy, that there weren't really hard times or that there aren't still currently hard times. You know, it's it's never uh, – you never, like, exhale or take a deep breath once you achieve a goal. You just kind of keep going. So, yeah, just realize that, I mean, if you're struggling, like, you're doing something right. If you're going through it, everybody does, and just keep pushing through. Absolutely. Jordan, you got me, you know, thinking when you when you were having the discussion with Sam about, you know, the transition into the making the transition from when you were in the ACC at Georgia Tech yeah. and now I'm um, at the Conference USA. You know, this is going to be Sam Houston's. If if you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this will be their first year at the FBS level, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, what has been the chatter about? You know, finally being at that. FBS level, like internally in the program um, that you've kind of been able to see? Um, I mean, there's a lot of excitement um, around in the building. Um, a lot of excitement. I mean, really, it, it's been 
the main focus for not only this season, but last season too, because we were ineligible for FCS playoffs. We're also ineligible to go to a bowl game. So we we're kind of in just a transition year. So, you know, the focus was kind of more on getting prepared for this year. But I mean, the energy is definitely high. We got some big games coming up and everybody's excited. Everybody's working super hard. And I definitely see this program yeah. taking the jump, taking its stride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know maybe you want to <laughs> take it week by week, but with the with the new schedule being out and you being in the Conference USA, what kind of game or games kind of stick out to you that you're interested and excited to be a part of? Really, I mean, all of them have their own kind of, you know, something special about them, in my opinion. I've only played one of these teams before, which was Kennesaw State. Um, so that'll be cool just to play them again and play them from a completely different position and just have a different different view of them. I kind of wish we were playing at Kennesaw just so I can go back home for a game. But, um, I mean, shoot, I can name – I can name just about every game on the schedule and talk about something why I think it's going to be a, a big game or why it's kind of special. I mean, BYU, I heard, is a, a really amazing atmosphere. They're obviously a good team year in, year out. Then we got Air Force. I want to say we the next game is Air Force at NRG Stadium, which is always going to be a great atmosphere. Then we play at U of H. So we got a bunch of kids on my team from Houston who got buddies over at U of H, so I know they'll be fired up for that one. And then besides that, just all the rest of the games are just new faces, new opponents I've never played against before, so I'm excited to uh, play against them. Also, we do play at, like, some Wednesdays and Tuesdays and Thursdays, so, like, that'll be an adjustment. I think I've only ever played on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, that definitely will be adjustment for you as a player. It, it is interesting for Sam and I to watch, like, it's weird to watch college football games like during the middle of the week because we're so used to watching it on like a Saturday. Oh yeah, I love it though. Like from a fan standpoint, I love it. Like college football week, I'll I'll watch it every every single night. Yeah, for sure. Did you watch just support college football more so than the NFL when you were growing up? You know, honestly, when I was growing up, it kind of just depended on what my uncle was doing. Um, I want to say from. 2007 or 8 to 11 or 10 around that time he was in college so I was really keeping up with college football um and then he went to the league so then I was watching him then I'd say it's about split pretty even I think as I get older I start to appreciate the NFL a little more just because I've been around college and I know what that is so I appreciate the uh, professionals and you know everything that goes into it yeah absolutely well before we let you go um, what are some, you know, social medias and potential other ways that, you know, our followers and listeners can maybe check you out and get get acclimated with you before the season starts? Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is uh, J-Yates, just J-Y-A-T-E-S. Um, I'm also on TikTok. My TikTok is J-Yates13. And then... Honestly, don't even know what my Twitter is, but I don't even, I don't even post on there. So I don't worry about that. But yeah, y'all can find me on there. All right. Well, hey Jordan, we appreciate this. You know, finally happening, and we appreciate you. You know, coming on and talking about your, you know, experience playing at two different colleges, and you know, 
we're we're definitely excited to to watch you for the 2023 season. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. It was awesome. Yep. Thank you, Jordan. Yep. Thank y'all. For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.